<clears throat> Four podcasts in, and Abby's just yeah. comfy. Dude. She's just at home now. She's over there making mouth noise. Yeah, first she was first she was a little shy. I was not shy. You were what? Now you're fucking absolutely not. I don't get shy. I believe that. She's just, that? she's a little quiet. I think you're shy. You think I'm quiet? I think you're a little shy. No, you I think were. you're. I think you you're loud as fuck. But I think, I think you're I, shy. I think I talk a lot. Yeah, when you know someone. When I know, mm-hmm. no. Well, yeah. uh, this guy got named Silent Mike. Yeah, so I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm the same way. And it wasn't ironic when it, no. when, it when the name was given. So. No, it's still the truth too. If I'm around people I don't like, like for one, or <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I'm super quiet. I observe for sure. I think you're like that. I had to, I had to open you up when you started training here. Mm. Hey, you know who's your coach? Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you compete. Oh, you. Um, you just come in here, mean mug us, throw us the bird, and what? like. Bend our bars, yeah. Intimidating. Sorry, I came here to train. Yeah, it was crazy. Very what a crazy concept. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I didn't know saying hello to me and Kyle would be an issue in your training. <laughs> I just didn't want to bother you. Well, I'm totally. We're just sounds. sitting there, just yeah. like chilling. Like, we have, a, I have like, a, hey. oh, we have signs like, on our head that say, "Please say hi to us." Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're lonely. Yeah. Yeah, we spent a whole pandemic here by ourselves. Fuck you, bro. Oh, some yeah, mornings dude. here. <laughs> Some mornings here, I literally cried by myself. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's not funny. <laughs> That's serious. <laughs> Hilarious. I'd be like, I'd be sitting at the desk, and it'd be like, this is vulnerability. What a loser. It'd be like five fifty in the morning, you know. And we have like two people in here, and then they'd leave. You know, they'd leave around six, and it'd be like seven o'clock. I'm looking at the clock. Just let the tears start flowing. Seven thirty. No one's here. Eight, eight o'clock. I check my bank account. 8.30, I realized my life savings in these walls. <laughs> 8.45, there's no one in here. Yeah. And then just icicles stuck underneath my face. It was so yeah. cold, I couldn't even cry. Lather, it was, it was rinse, tough. repeat. Yeah, my, my eye ducts Every day. froze. When was that? A year and a half ago. Mm, how are you feeling now? You get to cry at home at eight yeah, thirty in the morning from your comfy. Yep. From your comfy. Now bed. I have a big cup of coffee at my desk, feet up, and I'm crying. And now I'm here. I think you'd rather six, cry there. Yeah. Yeah. Seven in the morning. Are you crying? Yeah, at the front desk. Crying of happiness. Hugging the heater because we adopted you. But the reason you're here is is a good thing though. No, absolutely. You know what I mean? Versus like you just sitting there and you're like, yeah. all right, well. I will just say this once and once only. Oh, no. Not get into it. Say it. But. I've definitely been happier since working here. Oh, <laughs> tell gotcha. us more about it. Tell right, us more cut about that out. it. Good, sure we're cutting cut your pay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> tell us we're more about use that it. Against takes, you, the bonus, dude. No. takes the bonus back. Yeah, money can't buy happiness. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see if you're really happy. Yeah, that is so happy you are. <laughs> that is the Thanks, cutest Abby. thing ever. I hope we're a part of that. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. A part is two yeah. words, not a part as one yeah, word. Yeah, 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 we're true, separate true. from it. No, yeah, it was yeah. just a coincidence, yeah, just timing. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, so we're here with Abby, hello, and Kyle. And uh, the thing I wanted to do today, uh, we we actually had something else scheduled yesterday and didn't come together. So we're doing this today, but this was a part of a conversation we were going to have anyway, as part of a, um, a staff meeting, which we, we will continue still to have. However, at this time of year, a lot of a lot of podcasts, a lot of TV shows, a lot of whatever, whatever, talk about resolutions. And I fucking hate resolutions, number one, because um, they don't motivate me personally. Um, resolutions are, I'm just going to read this, a statement of what you want to change. And I don't think that, I mean, people either 
either make a change or they don't make a change. I don't know. I mean, plenty of resolutions don't get past the declaration phase, right? Um, we Our conversation was supposed to be kind of about goals. And goals are, you know, obviously what you want to achieve during a period of time. And at this time of year, it would be really natural to say what you want to achieve in 2023. However, I don't really want to do that either because it's a cliche as well. What I want to do is to say, how do those goals factor into what you want your story to be? Ooh, the legacy? Yeah. To ramble a little bit more on resolutions, every year I go back and forth and I've probably been verbal on the internet and in my head uh on my take on them because i i I, uh, one year i'm like you i'm like ah that's kind of stupid like if you're going to change change today um and then another time like business wise it does make sense because it's literally a new year so it's a new tax year so like there's there's like um applicational logistical things that make sense to set new goals uh, new budgets etc etc um but then even personally like sometimes you just do need a date um and obviously not to like gatekeep or get on like my high horse, but like I lift weights every day. So me saying setting fitness goals for the new year is a little different than the person that sits on their couch and eats Cheetos all day and be like, oh, diet starts Monday. Well, like I'm not doing that, but I have new goals for the new year also. So I think, yeah, you know, all of it just depends on your execution, right? Execution is everything. I was thinking about goals and we can definitely dive into the legacy thing because that's a really good and deep question that I can't answer. So I'll ramble until I come up with an answer. Um, that like, uh, and we talked about in the meeting, like goal setting, I think is so personality based, kind of like how I coach like nutrition or lifting or kind of anything is like, if you're the organized type, you know, and that's how you get through life. Well, you know, if you're very productive when you make a list and you literally have it in your pocket or your phone, and you check it off every day, like, Oh, fed the dog. Oh, ate my meal. Oh, went for my walk. Oh, did the uh, dishes. If you're that type of person, then like very traditional goal setting probably would work really well for you, mm-hmm. right? You get a macro goal, then you set it down to six months, then you set it down to a month, and then you set down like, all right, every day, what do I need to do to reach that goal? Um, I'm not that person. I, I don't have to-do lists in my phone. Um, I have like broad ones in my phone, and then the day-to-day ones, I just build a routine and habit and do them. Um, but each person's so different when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I thought of like in my past and I didn't know exactly where this episode was going, but I know we were talking goals. And I thought Avi and Kyle would be good too to see, um, athletically at least, is just the, the most black and white one to describe how you got success. Like Kyle obviously played pro sports. Avi's now crushing the powerlifting game as a pro powerlifter. Because um, I think the outside world thinks that all those people have all these like flow charts and, and schedules and like yeah. goals. But like all the athletes I've hung out with never really did. And even for myself, like I would set goals. And some of them made sense, like I had bro- broke them all down. But sometimes, like, they were just made up, but they ended up being good. So, like, little ones, like, uh, my junior and senior year of basketball, I was the best player on the team, probably. Uh, junior year, that we had a, a really good shooting guard, too. But beside the point, I was a captain all those years, three years of varsity. And so I set a goal that I wanted to be the first one on the ground every game, and I wanted to bleed every game. And so, like, I never really thought about why, that deeply but like in hindsight it's because i want to lead from the front Mm. like if i want all my teammates to get on the ground for a ball then i'm as a captain and the point guard and the star and all this shit i should probably get on the ground first and so i was like all right and if i bleed every game they know that i'm doing this for them 
Like, I'm not bleeding for fun. Bleeding doesn't show up on the stat line. Bleeding yeah. doesn't get me an MVP. Yeah. Bleeding doesn't do shit. Besides show my team, like, I'm diving into this fucking bleacher to get this one possession that may or may not matter. Um, and so, like, that's how I kind of set goals or similar one when we first started. I think we were, like, four months into the podcast. Um, I remember I'm sitting on the ground in Cleveland. Uh, I, I don't. I think we, like, kind of celebrated Christmas, but my aunt had passed. So we are just, like, hanging out in Cleveland around holiday season. Um, maybe it was beginning of Jan or something. And I just remember sitting down, like, fuck, dude. You know, so much chaos is going on. And I'm really quiet around my family, too, speaking of Salem Mike. <laughs> and I was just sitting there, and I'm um, like, man, I need to, like, turn, like, my life around somehow. And not that I wasn't fucking up but i'm 22 or 21 and you know nothing's really happening i was yeah. like all right i'm gonna post on instagram every single day i was like i don't care what's going on i don't know and that's before people were doing this social media marketing mm-hmm. right we're talking 2011 2012 mm-hmm. this is before people have strategies to grow your instagram this is before people were making money on instagram i think instagram was a thing in like 2010 was yeah. like invented i got my first iphone like 2012 yeah so this is brand new and i just sat down i was like i'm gonna post on instagram every single day and i'm gonna go and like a bunch of like powerlifting content every single day um and i did that and and that wasn't you know Again, working back, like, oh, 2015, I want to have a six-figure company mm-hmm. that coaches people, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to yeah. do that, and then I'm going to... Yeah. It was just like, I know this is probably going to lead somewhere. Yeah. Um, like, I just want to post a picture. Yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, do yeah, something. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I was in basketball and stuff, too, but I'm interested, in maybe before we go into, like, 2023 legacy shit, you know, like, powerlifting could be simple. Like, all right, I'm not going to miss a workout. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire a coach, and I'm not going to miss a workout. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to get fancier yeah, than that. Doesn't. If you do those two things, chances are you can get really fucking strong, and you could uh, potentially be the best in the world if everything lines up, mm-hmm. right? Just having a coach and just not missing a workout. Yeah. Do you think ever, like, setting a goal could lead you in the wrong... Like, setting a goal in the wrong way um, could lead you in, like, the wrong direction? I think setting a goal maybe for the wrong intention. Mm-hmm. I think if you set a goal maybe for the wrong intention... Um, where like my, you know, again, the references I only have are like me in sports, but like me diving on the ground wasn't so I could get the hot cheerleader to think I'm dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to bleed and these bitches are going to think it's sick. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I'm going to bleed because then my team's going to bleed. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the only way I can get this guy who's soft to dive on the ground is to see me dive on the ground a hundred times. And I'll dive on the ground a hundred times to get this guy to do it once because that's going to allow us to win. But also the bitches will think it's sick. <laughs> I also was the man. Yeah, I was also the man. I was also the man. You're right. Uh, so I think like, you know, mm-hmm. in reference to that, like, oh, I want to be, the, I want to be, uh, I'm a big fan of Russ Swole. I want to be the 83 kilo world champion because I see that he drives a Land Rover. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you want to get a Land Rover, and then we're hop skipping and jumping over here yeah. to try to deadlift seven hundred seventy pounds. Shout out to Russ, absolutely crushing Korea, by the way. Um, like that, right? That's like bad intentions. Yeah, I think it's fine intentions if you're like, I want a Land Rover. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a fine intention. Who am mm-hmm. I to judge your morals of what's cool or not? But then, like, build your path to get a Land Rover. Right. Right. Don't like try to weirdly follow Russ's path or whoever. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. I think the idea that I had when I asked that question was like, because I, I think bodybuilding is a, for me, if I was a bodybuilder and I had to start like, run, like, I don't know, running a bodybuilding program to get, to improve my physique, that would mess with my head. And it did initially when I first started lifting, I wanted to, to build a better physique. But if that was my main goal and it wasn't strength building, 
I would have been discouraged after every workout. Yeah, yeah. Because you put in so much work, you get tired, you're pushing yourself, RP aids like on accessories, right? And then you go and you see yourself that day, that night, that next morning, you're not gonna look different. Yeah, you look the same. But that's your goal, right? And it's like, dang, every single day, like I'm working towards it, but obviously it takes so much time to start seeing those changes physically. Um, if that was my goal and like weeks pass and it's like, it's slowly, it, I am technically probably moving in the right direction, but I'm not gonna see it uh, significantly until I stick with it for a long time. But in that long time, like in, in those first few weeks, it's going to feel like it's going to, I'm going to get demotivated. It's going to be like, am I even doing anything? Is it, am I doing enough? And then it, it starts to be versus like, uh, when I focus on strength, um, I see the numbers increasing on a, almost like beginning to the end of the week. If you first start, you're going to make some strength progress just because you're not used to, your body's not used to the, these weights in the first place. But once you get used to it, you'll, you'll find like your strength will start building yeah. um, pretty fast in the, initially. And that progress is easier to track because there's a number on that dumbbell. For sure. You know, so it's a little more motivating in that sense. Um, I think there's some beauty in the frustration and the, in the you know, mm-hmm. um, delayed gratification in those things yeah. and that's like the beauty of lifting weights even right because even at now at your level you're not going to pr every week i mean you're a bad example because you absolutely crush all the time but majority of advanced lifters don't like crush all the time mm-hmm. um i have a little like i have a, a mental um like things that i tell myself though to get through those ruts as well like yeah. when i am plateauing yeah yeah stuff. but like i think self-awareness comes in and it's it's more related to what i was talking about on how you set goals because if you can get yourself to show up day in and day out knowing you're doing the right things but not winning yet, mm-hmm. I think there's a beauty in that. Um, not everybody can get there. Not everybody starts there. And some people need to work to get there. But like top-level powerlifting is the same. right? Like how many 900-pound deadlifts did Jamal have to hit before he pulled a 1,000? A billion. Like mm-hmm. he just had to chug and chug and chug. And in his head – he probably knew he'd pull a thousand, but in reality, you never know if he's actually going to pull a thousand, right? Like he's just chugging and chugging and mm-hmm. chugging. Um, and I think like top level bodybuilders love that. They yeah. love like, oh, today mm-hmm. can't tell, but I'm I did good. Tomorrow can't tell, but I did good. A mm-hmm. year from now, I'm going to know it. Or it's when like I an cut addiction almost. Yeah, when I yeah. cut back down, it's going to be there. You know, it's really delayed. Yeah. Um, business is a lot like that, right? A lot of the things we talk about in meetings or that we try to put into place that move slow or don't move slow, like they don't pay off right now. But they will pay off, you know, mm-hmm. and like you can't always visually see it, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't always visually see, um, you know, a little rule we have here is to like say what's up to everybody, yeah. right? Uh, you can't tell that that's going to build a community. And I didn't even know if it was going to work. It's just something we did in basketball. I, I saw my head coach come in to pre- out of his office when we were all warming up and he'd fist bump every single player every single day. And then he'd fist bump us on the way out. And I just knew that made me feel good. So I was like, oh, well, maybe that community will feel good here. We did it in powerlifting a lot mm-hmm. too. It's just very common. They're not very common, but it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you turn around and sometimes I'm just a fly on the wall and I'm looking around and I see all our members, Matt and mm-hmm. obviously Seabass, and they're fist bumping everybody around whether they know them or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like it is contagious. Yeah. But a year and a half ago when I told you guys to do that or we all started doing that, I didn't know it would turn into a community. Mm-hmm. And now we got a sick fucking community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so like I think um on a, it's easier to do obviously like with the business or things cuz they're kind of external when it's internal like your own powerlifting goals or your own strength. Powerlifting and bodybuilding are so like intimate. You know cuz it's just you. Mm-hmm. And it's literally yeah. your body. And not that track and field is in and th- there's other things that but it's just so like you could do everything perfect and then show up and the bar just not move. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's very like yeah. that hurts your soul. 
You're like, fuck, yeah. dude, I'm not good enough. Me, yeah, yeah. me. Did like, <laughs> ate right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one yeah, else yeah. to blame. But There's you. nothing. And, and you can't even really blame yourself because sometimes shit just happens, you know? But you're mm. like, me, I suck, you know? So it's like yeah. very, um, yeah, personal in a way. So I, I, I think um, setting the goals definitely depend on the individual. Yeah. And that's why I'm a fan of strength training too. And you and I relate a lot on that yeah. where like you can get very jacked strength training and it's just a better way to kind of track your progress yeah. to have fun i guess like also setting like long-term goals as well as the, the like smaller goals you reach so you know like okay at least i'm putting these like uh checkpoints in and once you reach that checkpoint you know you're going in the right direction yeah because yeah. you could also show up to the gym every day and not work out hard mm-hmm. and you won't get strong or build muscle yeah, yeah like, you yeah. might not be doing the right things yeah you know what is hard what isn't hard how do you know yeah obviously coaching and, and internet resources help with stuff like that but um yeah, the bigger goals, the smaller goals, the medium goals. Yeah. And then for some people, it is as simple as like, all right, my only goal in 2023 is to go to the gym four days a week. I don't care what I do. I don't need a coach. And you will get better, mm-hmm. right? And so like, yeah, so much is just dependent on how strict your goals are is how strict the plan needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be a world record powerlifter? You got to get a coach. You got to hit every single set, every single rep. You just want to get like better because you sit on the couch all day? Just say, all right, I'm going to the gym three days a week. And it doesn't matter what you fucking do. And then say four. And yeah. then be like, right. yeah. And you're you're going to get better. Imp- yeah. yeah, you're going to get better. You don't really need a program. If you show up from the couch and now you're doing three days of just bicep curls, you it is better. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a step. Yeah. Um, it is hard. I don't know about legacies, Jim. That's hard. Or stories. Well, okay. Well, think yeah, Give me ab- examples or something. Well, you got something? here's the thing. Think about what your story is now to this point in, in your like life. It. In like your it. life. Well, uh-huh. I mean, there are things about uh-huh. mine I don't like either, but it's like reality. Like, yeah. I... You know, I mean, I was born where I was born. I grew up in a not very, you know, well-to-do sort of farmish, farming-ish community. Um, you know, actually pretty, pretty ethnically diverse, but not like you know, like a high-achieving area or whatever. Blue-collar family, whatever, whatever. Um, eventually, left home lived in la so i know that experience lived in san francisco came back to sacramento got a couple of of business degrees i worked in the corporate world and then when like the family situation kind of dictated that i really couldn't do that anymore then i consulted and then i got involved in this activity uh from a media perspective and uh accomplished some crazy shit I wouldn't have expected to have accomplished and um, uh, good enough that other people like to try <laughs> other people try to claim credit for it and that's like life and uh, uh, the, that's actually something we did together obviously and um, and then that ended and it's like okay, well what's the next chapter okay well we started another podcast and it's not the same thing because it's a different time and it's and it's us and we have different values and whatever now. And so starting the gym is kind of the next real chapter for us and yep. like everything that that brings along. And those were not – I mean it wasn't a goal to to open a gym yeah. until until we decided to do it. And then, then that is when it becomes a goal. But it, it becomes a good part of the the next chapter of the story. For sure. And, um, you know, what I want to come through this chapter with is a stronger sense of, um, of my person as a, myself as a person who contributed to developing yet another community and who, uh, 
is working toward like being more of of a decisive decision maker and just having a a good gut sense of what what I should be doing at any given time because that's like the 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 last couple of years you know it's been a real gut twister at times knowing what to do yeah that's so hard being business and that's kind of like the delayed gratification thing is like you there's a, everything you you can do and then like what should you do right or like, what can you actually put into place? Any mm. business, really, I think, or any position you're in, is more like, like bodybuilding and powerlifting than people think. Where like, you can like start the wheels moving now, mm. but like, to get something done takes a very long time. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's gonna be road bumps. There's gonna be other people you need. There's gonna be resources you need. They're gonna get emails back or not emails back. Yeah, there's very little you can just do. What do they say? You can under you underestimate what you can do in five years and overestimate what you can do in a day. Right. Like, that's the most mm. truest shit ever. You know, mm. it's cliche as fuck, but it's so true. Because, like, you can't really do a lot in a day. <laughs> no. But if you do a little bit every day at that same goal, yeah, a year from now, cool shit can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I competed quite a bit in powerlifting for a short period of time. And my intention was never to be a top powerlifter. It was just to compete and have have fun with it. And it wasn't always fun. Yeah. And, and some of that some of the lack of fun came from the people I had to deal with. And so now I'm really selective about who I deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that what I want to to be part of my story as I go forward is to reconnect with people that I, and put, have a broader network of people that I actually like, you know, I mean, developing a network is one thing, but developing network, a network of people that you like and trust that's outside of two or three people is not easy. That's making friends is hard. It is. That's what I've learned. Making quality friends is very hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you get to choose those people. And I'm not particularly close with my family, um, immediate or extended, which is okay. But like, so I have to kind of pick and choose the people I surround myself with. um, And I've done a better job at that in the last few months from being here for one. There's like there's gonna be a button, an aw button. Um, <laughs> we need the full house crowd. <laughs> it starts clapping and cheering. Yeah. Um, that helped a lot, but also like, be- yeah, I don't have a close family, uh, so I get to choose my friends, which become my family and like become my closer circle, and that dictates a lot of like um, how I, I guess, just how I am as a person, like how I think of myself, and then what I think I'm capable of. I've definitely gained more confidence and. I've networked a lot and met a ton, like tons more people just through here. Um, not even just like the members at the gym, which are also amazing people, but also like in the, in, in the powerlifting community outside of here, like we worked a lot or we hang out a lot with Nadim and Justin and like JP John. And like, those are great people. We found each other. Um, and I don't know, there's just different groups that I can now like learn from and everyone else is more experienced in this field that I'm trying to get into with this industry. Um, and everyone's like trying to help me out as I grow. And st- like, I feel like I'm starting a legacy. I am also really starting my yeah. next chapter. That was, what I was going to bring up about Kyle and Abby, like their new chapters are, uh, black and white from our new chapters. Our new chapters, yeah. like, like spectrum into this. Mm-hmm. Right. Where like, especially Kyle, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you worked in like supplements and like the fitness ish industry yeah. and you're an athlete your whole life, but this is like a whole new world really. Yeah. yeah. And you no, just dove in. It's foreign. Yeah. Very foreign. Yeah. And you it's just, still shit every day. I learn from people like power. They'll walk up and say something. And I'm like, Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> They're like, Oh, you've been here. No, they won't say like, Oh, you've been here for two years. But in my <laughs> head, I'm like, damn, like, all right, there's, there's definitely shit. I don't understand. But, um, 
I think I, I definitely have like a unique experience when it comes to like goal setting and stuff like that because I I come from an area where like baseball obviously once that once that was over it's like you kind of have to like find an identity now so then people that create goals are let's say like you graduate high school graduate college or whatever you have your degree and you go into whatever business whatever it is you kind of have that foundation now like like you work in IT or you work you do this job or whatever it is you have at least some sort of foundation and then you can go from there even like a, a hobby like powerlifting or something like that you have like that foundation i kind of like when i was doing baseball it's like well okay like what do i do you know i'm like i'm 23 or whatever busted arm don't really have like i don't have schooling stuff like that so i'm like okay well so goal setting i think it not that it seems like bullshit when you don't have an identity or don't have like a, that foundation but it does feel more worthless. Like it's more like, okay, well, cool. Like, yeah, you need like direction first. Yeah, yeah. I'm you like, need direction first. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's general. Yeah, but, and then which the gym has obviously given me, and like this whole new world has given me, because like the people I've met, I'm like, oh shit, I could go do this, I could do this, or whatever. Um, and I think it just goes to show too is like you don't really people don't really know what they're they're doing in life. Like I, I've noticed, I fucking kind of figured that out. It's like people don't really. <laughs> They don't like you see people walking. They have their coats on. They have all this shit. Like they're in the they're they're in the matrix, dude. Like yeah. they're they're just like, lost. That's what I'm saying. So like they're all part of it, and in their head too, they're also thinking like, damn, what am I doing? Some of the time, obviously, not all the time, but like they're like, man, like, is this what I want to do? This and that. Like they all have the same thoughts. The people that you see walking with the confidence and the trench coats and like the expensive watches and shit like that, I, I think they all have the same ideas too. And they're like, I don't know, man. It's you know, but they have that foundation, so they can create goals. Um. I used to create goals just to have a distraction almost in my head. I'm like, well, I, I don't really have, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I didn't have the gym yet. I didn't have any of this. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go train or do something like that. Just because like it went from, and that's the thing of being an athlete as well, at that level especially, you're almost like in comparison to like, let's say like an angel investor. You're an angel investor. You don't have to even really put in much work. You have the You have the money. But like as an athlete, your currency is like your skills and athleticism, obviously. So yeah, your you just walk in the building. You just walk in the building, you're getting rubbed, you're getting this, you're getting Whoa. massaged. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> like, you're getting massaged, you're getting this, you're getting this treatment, you're getting that, and you just go, all right, and you're just like, all right, and then like, oh, food's here. You go eat food, and they're like, all right, then be back here at six, and then, like your whole, everything is taken care of. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to think for yourself. And your all. goals, too, are set up, right? Literally, like, yeah. The, the baseball in, the, in particular is so, so like stat-driven. Yeah. The team has a certain percentage they're trying to hit in wins, mm -hmm. and then Kyle has to hit a certain percentage of strikeouts or he's not going to play. Mm -hmm. Like It's all just mapped out yeah, in front yeah. of you. It's somewhat like powerlifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. It's somewhat. like It can be a little, obviously, it's more team-based, but um, it can be more difficult because you have those situations where you throw really well and your team still loses. Right. That's whatever, though. So, But then, yeah, like once that kind of disappears and all that kind of just goes poof and like you don't have that anymore, then, yeah, you start trying to find certain things. And then I guess, I, I mean, I don't really gravitate towards powerlifting per se, but I, I've always liked to, like, lift. I don't know. I just just to train, feel good, be around people, stuff like that. It's just it, it feels very natural. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to goals, it just feels like I'm just it, – it feels very easy to just be like, oh, fuck that. What's the point? You know? Just be like, oh, like, I don't – like, I'm not, a, I'm not trying to be a champ, like a world yeah. champ or this or that. I'm like, oh, okay, like, that's cool. And then so – What are you the, trying to do now? Yeah, good good question. <laughs> yeah, I think just go day to day doing this. Yeah, literally. Yeah, I think direction uh, and foundation, like you're talking about, matters a lot. And then, like, if you're like crazy passionate about something, goals are easy. Like, yeah. and I haven't really been like that probably since basketball. Uh, like the fire kind of disappeared, but like, yeah, then like 
I don't even have to set goals because I just know yeah. what it is. Yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna be the best. That's <laughs> tough. Though. No, literally, like yeah, I just, you just it, dominate. It feels it, good. It just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna good. show up. I'm gonna play as much basketball as I can because I know I get better. And it's literally that simple. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But business is a lot more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Life is a lot mm-hmm. more complicated than that. Yeah. Hobbies in general are more complicated than that. Um, like your powerlifting goals probably aren't that complicated for you, you know. No. But like your coaching and your life and your business goals get complicated. But I didn't know that lifting was my passion until maybe towards the end of college. In college, I I was I wanted to change my major in the middle of it, and I remember myself. I would ask so many people, like, "What's your major, and why did you like? How did you know?" Because I was like. What is that? What's that feeling? And what am I going to know if I'm in the right major and all that? And then I, I graduated biopsychology. What the hell am I going to do with that? Mm. I don't even know. Like, I just yeah. wanted to graduate at that point. But um, it took a while. Like I had hobbies. Like I was in band and I played piano growing up. But none of that was really like I enjoyed it. But I didn't think it was my passion. And then for the longest time, people could say like I, w- I would train. But I wasn't sure if that was my passion or not. I enjoyed it. And people said they could see me being a personal trainer. I'm like, yeah, I guess. But like what am I going to do for like when I graduate college, you know, kind of similar to, to you, right. You have this one thing. That was me. That was me in college. Like I had a, I had to get a degree. And then after that, what do I, what do I do now? A lot of people have that after college, they get, they get a degree. Like what job am I, mm-hmm. I going to go into? People in the, like they say it guarantees or our parents think it guarantees a job, but right. it doesn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, not anymore. Yeah. So, um, I, I started getting into, uh, or I, I'm going to do my personal training certification, uh, certification and then do that while I figure out what I want to do. But like all of that was, it's like slowly stepping in the right direction and then continuing to compete. Yeah. You know, you got to try uh, yeah. to figure things and, out for sure. And then I got experience at crunch for a year and you talked about me coaching here and then I started doing that. And then after I started working here, um, now I have a, a job as a coach and then like became online coach with game day barbell and then now pro powerlifter and like all of it just, you know, just I just started walking in, the, in that direction that I was feeling um, passionate about. Yeah. And now I'm here. And now you're happy. Get in there. Um, <laughs> Jim, when you meant legacy, did you mean like what you leave behind? Is that what you meant? Yeah, I think it wh- means like the next chapter. Like what's what's 2023? Oh, when okay. we're sitting here the same day in 20 at the end of 2023. Yeah. What what do you want the last year to look like? Okay. okay. Yeah. Right, Jim? Is that yeah. kind of yeah? Uh, yeah, that's maybe. that's definitely a component, and that's yeah. a, a totally valid way to answer the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What's, what's I'm fucking old, and so I'm looking at a long book, and you guys are looking at old yeah. short chapters yeah. and shit. So yeah, like yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> I don't know. Like if this is just I don't know if it's me or whatever. I don't know if people think this way, but I don't really like I care what I do for people and stuff like that. Tor- or for like my kids that I'm gonna, and my future kids, and my future grandkids, stuff like that. Like I care about what I leave for them and like how they look to me. But I don't give a shit about like how necessarily society sees me if that makes sense like that's when i think legacy but like just because like jordan is behind yeah, yeah, mike yeah. like i just see the picture of jordan <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking legacy and i'm like okay like that'd be cool but that's but a I good don't really that's a, care that's a good example too like all of us say like damn jordan's so good but we don't know him no right. exactly like his legacy to his grandkids yeah. could be way different than what we think yeah and i don't i don't really like i don't really care like i i, I really don't unless i'm like the only thing i care about is like let's say i, I would much more care about that i built my grandkids a house or something like that and had left them a fortune or left them something like that than like being a world champion and like people respect me for being the best player in the world like no disrespect obviously but he's but just that idea like i don't know i'd rather be a god to five people not like a god but like you know what i mean i'd yep. rather them be like wow my my grandfather my father did this this like it was really cool to like four or five people versus like oh man yeah did you see when he dunked that ball and did this and i'm like i don't yeah, yeah. that doesn't matter to me a little like, more meaning behind it 
Yeah. And so then that kind of drives away the whole idea of like purpose and like identity and stuff like that too. Cause it's like, well, I don't know. Like I, I like that, that's where it's like kind of all, it all kind of ties back in together. It's like, well, if you don't want to leave behind a legacy like that, what do you want to do? And then, and then, you know, start other, other thoughts start coming in. It's like, well, what do you want? You know, yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, I have like a mixed on all of it. Cause I think you can Im- impact people in so many different ways. Yeah. And so like my ultimate goal obviously is just to impact as many people as I can in the most positive way. Like people that are going through some dark shit, how can I bring some light? People that are trying to get into fitness or find a foundation, how can I educate them to find the foundation? And obviously over the last 15 years, it's been mostly online, although I've coached people like in person, mm-hmm. I've coached you know gyms, I've owned gyms, I've done seminars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then like the next layer to me is like the community we have here, right? And like, mm-hmm. you know, it sprouts from me and Jim and then it goes to Kyle and then it goes to Avi and then it goes into the community here and, and all of us together nurtured and built that community. And I know, even though I don't see it every day or, or feel it, I know the people that go through these doors are having a positive impact change in their life, whether they enjoy it here, they needed a friend, they needed a foundation, or they're just getting healthier and stronger. Mm-hmm. I know it's a net positive. Um, and then there's the more the next top of the pyramid, like you're talking about, like how do I positively impact the direct people to me? How do I yeah. positively impact Jim? How do I positively impact my mom? How do I positively impact Kyle and Abby, which is like, you know, I guess degrees of separation. Yeah. yeah. Like I know I've probably helped some people on the internet, but I've never felt it. Yeah. I mean, I get, uh, we get those feed, yeah. uh, feedback fairly frequently. But even that, I don't feel it. Well, and here's why, so I, here's sad. why I think I, that we don't feel it is that we didn't do it on purpose it was part of who we were and what we were involved in at the time yeah. and it, and the change was inside them and we we were just the instigation and it, and some of that is just about timing and we don't have any control over that yeah i also yeah i don't know i didn't directly help them lift the bar up and stuff yeah. like that no and even, so even that yeah, i just yeah. have issues with small wins too mm-hmm. you know so yeah, yeah. some of it's just no, on me sure. like even yeah. when we saw rogan me abby and, and Sebastian and the boys saw rogan and some dude like half tackles me at the end of the show and starts like hugging me and tell me, you know, his brother lost 200 pounds and he lost a hundred pounds. And it's all cause of me, like in oh, the wow. middle of this intimate ass comedy show. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just sitting there like trying to soak it and like f- feel yeah, yeah, him, yeah. you know, but it was yeah, the yeah. end of this big old comedy show and all this stuff. I give him a hug. I'm like, oh shit. You know, but like, and shout out to my mans, but like even that, you know, just doesn't feel the same is walking in on a Saturday here, again, to the layers, mm-hmm. walking in on a Saturday here last Saturday, and it's fucking packed top to bottom, and everyone's smiling and dancing yeah, and yeah. having fun. Um, or or even sitting here and Abby saying, like, sh- her life is slightly better now, you know, because of Third Street. Yeah. Like, those yeah. are all different layers. Well, and, and I think you can positively impact all of them. Um, and I guess big chapter, book, legacy, that's just my goal. Yeah. Like, when people... Not that I'm perfect, and I'll never even close to be it. I'm sure there's no, you're perfect. hundreds of thousands of people that fucking hate my guts, but <laughs> fuck them. But if I could positively impact the most amount of people in the most amount of ways, some more intimate, some less intimate, some very, yeah, yeah. some some literally, and that's the goal of the apparel. Someone doesn't know shit about us, puts on our shirt because the graphic and the fit's dope, and they get more confident through their day. Like that's I love buying new clothes because I just feel dope. You know, like I feel more confident. I walk in a room different and I know that that vibration makes my day better. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I got into sneakers and hip hop culture. Like there's some cockiness in every rapper's voice that just makes you feel confident. Mm-hmm. And same thing when I dress nice. So like, and that's so far away from Mike actually doing anything. Um, But if it's, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, pebble in the water deal. 
like the ripples. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's a very faint or butterfly effect even, right? Yeah. Like it's just so far out there. But if it has a positive effect, then I'm going to try to set up my goals in 2023 to make more ripples. I, mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't set it up this way. We didn't intend for it to happen. I wasn't even here. But when people showed up on Halloween in costume to lift, yeah. that bent my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, too. holy yeah. shit. We call I mean, it the Car Boys, dude. What, we, we needed to yeah, name that boy, squad. Yeah, we need to name something. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, and it's... It's also not uncommon. It just had never happened here before, and I and it is the kind of thing that yeah, obviously we would wanted it, it to happen. Yeah. But to a certain extent, with community, all you can do is like set the table. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. No, it's literally. I mean, the definition. Don't steal this, motherfuckers. The definition of culture, which is something I wanted to put on a shirt, is like an environment which in like enzymes can grow or some bullshit. You know, yeah, I yeah. just made that up, but it's something of that nature, and that's yeah. what we did. Right, we built the walls. And we built the shit, and we yeah. we dropped the you know algae in here. Right. Then what happens from there? The ecosystem yeah, yeah. grows. You're yeah. Calling us algae. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little fucking. You're a speck. Yeah. You're a little fucking. Yeah. I'm a funny guy. The, you're those big eyed fucking fish. What's that big eyed fucking fish? <laughs> oh. Is yeah. it like goldfish? No. Yeah, but they got them like this. They got bug eyes. It's out of their fucking skulls. It's like Dory from Nemo. Oh, fu- baby Dory. Bubble eyes. That's what they're called. Uh, Bubble like direct name. That's you. Or the Christmas tree. I think I was in Vegas and I just like go through the gym story and like three members brought in a Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. 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 It's got the weights under it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's toilet paper on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to replace (laughs) that. Like they're sitting there. You got to leave it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like they're like we're getting TP'd. That's what it is. That's That's what it is. Interesting. I call it resourceful. I call it artistic. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't make that happen. And you just have to, you have to put all the ingredients in place for people to, um, yeah. To put it together themselves. To put it together themselves for sure, and then then they own that part for sure, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And for sure. they're in it, and then they they're more likely to be around for it. Well, that's yeah. what culture is. Yeah, no one owns culture. No. Yeah, you can't own mm-hmm. culture. No. You can't own community. Mm-hmm. No, for sure not. And one of the reasons that I ever think about this stuff in the first place, and it never really happened to me until uh, until my best friend passed away, and I was at you know um, I was around the hospital when he died, and then a couple months later when they. Um, when they had his funeral at, at Arlington, so many people saying um, so many nice things about things he did that changed the course of their lives. And I thought, well, fuck, I don't think I've ever done that. And I had. I mean, there, I could think about it a little harder. There, there have been people that I, I did like positively affect their lives or careers. And, and if you affect somebody's career positively, you can definitely affect their life in general because money is important. But... Um, I that's when I started to think I need to do I need to put more effort into this I yeah. need to I need to do that uh, and it's very common for you to he, for to hear stuff like that at a funeral or whatever but in this case I entirely believed it because everything that they said was consistent with who he was yeah or you like see it more yeah you like yeah. it's like in front of your face yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like I I tried I don't like I don't put I don't put as much effort into like mentoring people as he did but I do try to have a positive impact yeah. when I can. I think you create those avenues, you know, and like you probably impact more people than you think um, or in bigger ways than you would expect. And I think you guys, I mean, everyone probably, I don't know, I, at least the people that um, I'm around, it's like you're probably doing more for the people around you than you expect. And there's like imposter syndrome in that. And yeah. you are so focused on bigger goals because you're always looking at the next step. You forget that that you've, affected people along the way to where you're going and then the next step you're going like you're 
you're gonna do that more and more. Yeah. Like so, and I and I see us and I talk about it all the time. Like we were just talking about it this morning, how um, we we kind of both started on this new journey ourselves and this career path. Um, and a few months ago, like in the summer, we were here sitting and like, what do you think we're gonna be doing? Like, what is this? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. Like. If, in a few years, question. yeah. It's just like, what are we building this up to? Like, we don't even know. And it's almost like a gamble. Because yeah. this could become nothing in a few years. It could just be like, looking back at it, oh, that was a crazy time, right? Yeah. Um, it was fun. Uh, or it could just, it could be a bigger version of what we're doing now. And today we're talking about that. And like, we're already a few steps further than where we were before. For sure. You know? And let's take it, our time to like... Um, appreciate that and give ourselves some credit because we're already looking at the next few things like oh my god stressing about you know bigger opportunities and more doors that have opened up we have to like prepare for that and create more and do more and we're busier and we're more tired but we're excited at the same time Mm -hmm. and also like we weren't there we didn't have those opportunities a few months ago yeah would you rather be uh okay fully rested and not doing shit oh right yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, we're exhausted yeah. And yeah. We, have, we have a little bit of data too which is nice now too yeah like I, i'm definitely a numbers person yeah, and you can start to work yeah like yeah. more legitimate goals like we yeah exactly about a meeting. like my mind's very like problem solving if i have if i have the resources and the knowledge to fix something I, I'll, I'll sit with it for a really long time but if i don't i'll literally drop it instantly like but if it's something where i can see the numbers consistently and I'm like, oh, if we did this, we could do this. And just like make things kind of move around the way we want. And, and after two years, you kind of see how things work a little bit better. And like, mm-hmm. and just how I present myself to other people in the gym, stuff like that. And how you talk to people and this and that. And I don't know. I've gotten more to the point now where versus trying to be the, all in, the all-inclusive type of gym where like someone comes in and like I'm, I'm almost like trying to, this comes from like a selling standpoint, like a manager standpoint where I'm like trying to make it so they can enjoy the gym so like someone comes in that's not necessarily a power lifter or something like that i'm like oh we have this 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 like oh well do you have this and i'm like oh no we don't have that yet and i'm like trying to like do this 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 but now it's more so like they are trying to buy the gym versus me trying to sell it like you know what i mean or a uh, membership yeah, yeah. but like they're or like, like circle in a square type yeah thing. exactly yeah. and like it's almost like uh, like now i'm like yeah we're a strength gym you know, we're in, people are in here trying to get better. You know, people it feel it has a more private feel. It feels really good. People love it here. The energy's great. Culture's good. And I'm like, yeah, let's see if it's a good fit for you. See if you enjoy. It. And it's more like that now. Like people are, mm. it's at that point. So now yeah. they're asking me more, and they're like, oh man, like, uh, okay, uh, do you have class? Like they're asking a ton of questions. I'm like, oh yeah, let's see if it works for you, kind of thing. Like not that I'm like trying to play like hard to get or anything, but you don't want to be just, sales pitchy. Like not even yeah, that too on top of it, and like. I know what we are and I know what we have mm-hmm. yeah. kind of, and I'm just confident in it. Yeah. And I'm now, I'm now confident to the point where I'm like, if this isn't for you, it's just not like, all right, mm-hmm. like no problem. Cause the people that do come through and then they do are, they are a part of the team. They're a part of the team. Yeah. yeah. We got 200 mm-hmm. people that know they were, there's no stragglers. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no, like everyone in here that comes through, I almost know them by name now, almost every yeah. single one of them. And it's just different. Like they're, 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 they're about it. Part yeah. of that entire thing too, is that, um, what we're doing in building hasn't been built or done before. There's things semi like it, you know, mm-hmm. Barber Brigade, you know, mm-hmm. shout out, you know, obviously they're my family, but it, it is just factual that they were like the first ones to build a strength gym that's like commercial, yeah. um, you know, like, yeah, there's West Side and all this stuff, but like that wasn't like that. You couldn't just go. No one can go. Mm. You got to be invited or it's like this weird secret oh. society shit. And for you to just be able to buy a gym membership and smash weights with some of the world's best wasn't a thing before Barber Brigade. Um, they set the precedent on cleaning and having a clean powerlifting gym. You know, there's a lot of things. And obviously, I pick their brains daily. Shout out to them for 
dealing with my ass all the time. I get free business yeah. consultations. Um, but Bart and Gio answer everything. But they set a system that combined a world that wasn't made for this. You know, like yeah. powerlifting is kind of savagery and to make it more commercial. And so, yeah, we, you know, borrowed some ideas and inspiration from them for mm-hmm. sure. But what we're doing... Um, no one's done before. And that's, yeah, you can say that with any business, but mm. opening a coffee well, shop it, is opening a coffee shop. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you can put some twists on it, but there's a hundred trillion coffee shops on the planet that have succeeded. Mm-hmm. And so you can steal their blueprint and go. Mm-hmm. There's not a hundred, there's probably not even a thousand powerlifting gyms with over a hundred members that succeed. Oh, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's new. And let alone the clothing stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like everyone throws around the term streetwear and stuff. But people don't understand what's going on, how hard it is to su- yeah. succeed, what it truly means mm-hmm. and what they're doing or why they're doing it. Yeah. Um, and all of us, you know, luckily, you know, shout out to Jim. But like we've always been on the same page of why we're doing these things. And so like someone asked me on a Q&A like what uh, – or maybe it was even on Discord. Like what's something Mike and Jim will like never agree on? Oh, it's in Discord. Yeah, and right. I can only think of like dumb shit, you know, like Avatar or whatever the fuck's going on. Um, like movies or shit that doesn't matter because the why of why we're building the clothing in, in the gym has always been the same. So then all the other shit has been kind of easy to be honest, you know, like – if you, and that sounds so cliche, Tony Robbins type shit. Like, no, you're why, but it's true. Like, if if we know we're trying to build a community, we know the look we want, we know the feel we want, we know who we want to be in here, then the rest really doesn't matter. You know, if we put a mural up on the wall or don't, if we put a poster on the wall or we don't, or none of that fucking matters. Do you we know, need a because break? you need a commercial break. I mean, we should have. One. Okay, here's a commercial break. There we go. He kept looking at you guys and. <laughs> Um, yeah, my son pointed out who's been in really for this journey this this whole time, sort of in and out, not in every not every minute of it. He was um, not a lot of people know, but he was actually sort of the first employee in the old slingshot world. Um, that we have produced a shit ton of content over the years, and um, and that content has had an impact. And like I think I might have been the first guy to buy a legitimate HD camera to shoot powerlifting just for the internet. And we, we couldn't even like I brag to people that about stuff. that. I brag to people all the time <laughs> here. I go, yeah, Jim right there. They're like, oh, Jim. They're like, oh my God, he's like one of the first guys to ever put powerlifting on YouTube. No, it was before YouTube. Yeah, even oh, before, before, <laughs> even before <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. Oh, well, then I, uh, that's well, how crazy, I haven't right? mentioned that, but yeah. then I, I'd say like YouTube. I was like, bro, go check him out. He's that's, got a lot of views. That's <laughs> like the only reason that, uh, not that I disbelieve Jim by any means, but that I I harshly believe that that's a fact because it was before YouTube. If it was YouTube, you'd be like, oh, maybe yeah. it was Jim. Maybe it was Elliot Hulls. Who knows? You know, no. like it's kind of a, it was before fucking Damn. YouTube. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, All right. you just added more to my arsenal. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. There was there was definitely that, and um, the uh, the voiceover yeah. training footage that we were definitely the first people to do that. Um, inspired somewhat by you know documentary films, a little bit of uh, bigger, stronger, faster. But it wasn't. I mean, that wasn't a description of what was going on on, on no. the screen. That was just voiceover over lifting footage. The How w- crazy is that that you did that in Sacramento and arguably, again, like you can coin flip, but arguably the first fitness vlog is Matt Ogus, yeah. who's also in Sacramento. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why that's that's true, but yeah. it is. But I, there I'm are, pretty sure Matt, I mean, at least YouTubers, me, Bard, Omar, whatever, would say Matt Ogus invented the fitness vlog for sure. Yeah. And then maybe there's someone else that randomly, you know what I mean? But he killed yeah. it. And yeah, you, you definitely probably put the first fucking 
deadlift on the internet. <laughs> uh, possibly. Uh, possibly. Yeah. I don't mean not the the because fr- there's like forums, but like sometimes you couldn't even put videos on them shits. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure that I was I was one of the first people to put a training deadlift on on. Oh yeah, comp anywhere. Deadlifts. Yeah, comp deadlifts were there because, yeah. but they were a lot of those were shot like on old video cameras and then converted or film cameras yeah. and you know even my time like reading T Nation from like 2009, 2008 to 2012. I remember um, those. Nation, yeah, yeah there, there wasn't like even MySpace videos. pages, yeah, like they, they, like the bright colors yeah. everywhere and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there yeah. wasn't even videos in the beginning. No, they didn't have the technology mm-hmm. to upload a video, and then later, you know, th- is it Thibodeau? Yeah, Thibodeau would put. Thibodeau. Uh, Christian, do you, know, do you know Christian? Christian Thibodeau? No. Different Thibodeau. But yeah, he would put, you know, video instructionals or whatever, but that wasn't until like 2013, 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and recent. I, yeah. I was That's, involved in those early days too. Teen Nation. Uh, yeah. Teen Nation, 2003, 2004. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I did a lot crazy. of reading on Teen Nation. Do you yeah. know what it stands for? Nope. You're not allowed. Testosterone. testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> well, once you say that, I know. I'm, I'm literally going to see a friend of mine from then, from back then, uh, in Boston on oh, the nice. way. Oh, you nice. know, yeah. Yeah. T Nation shit. Yeah. yeah, T Nation was a good website. We we were just talking about like the growth of um, just media in general. Obviously, this is something that fucking every Joe Schmo talks about. Like, oh, the internet's going crazy. It's growing every day. But um, how we were talking about using an iPod Shuffle, oh, and like yeah. even like me just having my first iPhone. Ten years ago, yeah. like, to where we are now, it's it's actually insane. Like from the shuffle, when the shuffle came out, like mid two thousands, even the iPhone. When's the first iPhone? Oh seven, oh eight, yeah, something like that. Like uh, yeah, something like yeah. that. So like going from like a shuffle, yeah. I think just the art of uh, like digital media and like streaming. The idea of streaming, no, insanely new, is just exploded. Do I remember uh, my dad worked for AT and T, and so it wasn't like as big of a deal. I think we got a discount, but I remember going on my browser on my Razor phone, and it cost like two hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. data, my yeah. dad just screaming at me. I'm like, yeah. Dad, I didn't fucking know. Yeah, I just, that's what I was I'm looking at movie tickets. Yeah. And it sucks too. Yeah, like just, the, no, yeah, it was all black and white, and it was fucked. Yeah, yeah. and knowing them, it like probably didn't cost so much for no, them. for no. the, you know what I mean. But to you, it's just so revolutionary. That they're like, oh, we could charge them $200 a minute because they think it's so crazy. There was a phone way before the iPhone. And again, my dad worked for AT&T Corporate, so I'd get all these phones hella early and we'd yeah, get yeah. like free phones all the time. Remember when you have to wait for your contract and you get a free phone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two years. The secret was is we could do that every week. Oh. Because a contract didn't matter because my dad worked for the company. Is that a secret yeah. or is that just I don't know. But insider. it was just employee insider, yeah, insider, yeah. insider. He's just bragging. Uh, yeah. There was a phone, dude, that like looked like this fucking <laughs> safety box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think it was the first phone to hold music on it. Uh, I forgot what the name oh, was. God. It was like called like not the speaker, but it was like something. And it had like two shit speakers on the side that would light up RGBs. Oh my and gosh. And it fucking it held like five songs. About. It held five songs. Five? I think or three. Songs. Swear to God, three full ones. So I had like T Pains, I'm in love with the stripper on there yeah. or something. Just like the dumbest. Yeah. And it, and I don't even remember how I got the music on there. That was probably yeah. an impossible Lime task. Wire. Well, I think I probably had to plug it in, like literally no. to my computer. And then oh, yeah, yeah, drag and drop. Yeah. LimeWire, dude, was the shit. What you got? <laughs> Motorola Rocker. Rocker. Can I see, oh, can I see what it looks like? Is that, is that the first thing that held music? It was the first version of which was informally known as the fir- as the iTunes phone, a series of mobile phones from Motorola. Dude, I banged f- with that thing. Yeah. How many songs? Can I see, can I see what the, the... Did it say like capacity? Like a I swear size? it was like three. <gasps> Max 10. And then That's you, crazy. Remember it, ringback tones? So this thing... <laughs> do you remember yeah. that? And so you see the speaker on the side? This. That thing would bang out RGBs. Thing. And look, there's an iTunes button on it. That thing was lit. What the? Fuck? 
Oh, if I you wanted to that. add a new song, you have to delete one and then replace <laughs> yeah. it. Dude, I don't even know yeah. if you could delete it. It would it take might an hour. Had that in there. Yeah, it would yeah. take an hour. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. The the rocker. What? How old were you? What a sick what, name. Oh six. Oh six. When did it come out? Uh, that's a good question. Oh five. Oh six. I bet. Oh five. I was September. Oh five. I was seven eight years old. Yeah. Those were the days. Second, third. That's day. not that bad. You yeah. know what the coolest? Phone I was like that, a junior in high school. The coolest phone that ever existed. I never had it. Mike's gonna know what I'm gonna say, but the Sidekick. Oh, Sidekick was <gasps> the lit. Sidekick See, was the coolest know. thing. I didn't, I didn't have it either though, because it was uh, so sick. It was T-Mobile, not AT and T. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. flipped yeah. it right. Like yeah, it, it was cool. Would, like, yeah, everybody yeah, in college had so it, but cool. I had a BlackBerry. You had the keyboard. Which, yeah, the first like keyboard, and it just. You know what I'm bringing back? It's so fun. All my friends got all the chicks because of that phone. You know what I'm bringing back? Because it had AOL Messenger. Yeah. But you know what we're literally bringing back right now? We're bringing back lanyards. That was Abby's idea. We're bringing them back. Not that they totally went away, but they went away. They did. They did. I'm gonna bring it back. Cell phone cases. Hip ones. The hip ones? Bro, I rocked a... Before oh, I rocked so the I. fanny I rock pack, one. I rocked a hip case. Probably yeah. at Super Training, right? Yeah, I yeah. did OG I, yeah. I rocked, yeah. I rocked Blackberry. it... Blackberry. Since high school with my Blackberry. Yeah. yeah. I, that's An what I iPhone did. one would be <laughs> fucking lit. Dude, it's so convenient. And then I felt like a Western slanger, dude. I'd fucking... <laughs> I've never even seen... Like a leather oh, case. It's like this. It's like OG and then it has I know. It's it's the dad thing. Like it goes. No, it's on your not. Head. It's yes. not a dad thing. When yes, I was it rocking it, no, maybe now. See, but so are lanyards now. We no, can back dad anything. Yeah, when I rocked it, it was like yeah. a hip hop thing. No, dude. back. No, it was. It was. What? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's I see. Okay, it's I same see. thing. Then I went fanny pack, and it was like loser, loser. Fast forward five years, every motherfucker in LA has a side body on. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. No, the, the phone case was huge. huge. Especially with on, the sidekick. On, on your, your hip. hip. Yeah. With the sidekick, bro. A leather one. A leather one. I've never... Yeah. Okay, all I see is like a dad in some jeans with a belt and then like his shirt polo. Like, I put it on my sweats. This is... I put it on my sweats. This is 2009. I'm going to buy one on Amazon right now. <laughs> what iPhone do I have? What is this? 15? 14? 18? What's 15? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck iPhone is. I don't know what it is. Last year's. I have a 10, bro. 13? 12? 13? What just came out? 14. Oh, then 13. I'm gonna find a 13 hip case on Amazon. Yeah, you gotta make sure the little thing on the back. What's the thing on the back called? Those little pop socket? Yeah, pop socket. Yeah, that, but what a I, good idea. We, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The, there's a, now a pop socket from a different company that's magnetic and thin, mm-hmm. and it and it doesn't disrupt oh. your charging your phone. Oh, with, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, is it built into a case? No, it just sticks on because because they're because they're, they're magnetic. Yeah, these are crazy. That's pretty good. What is? They're all like plasticky. I don't want. No, that. you want leather. You want leather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want leather. I mean, you're gonna die. Like Sweat. Oh, this is leather. sick. Oh, the only problem is if you wear sweatpants, so it might fit a little weird. No. How is it supposed? to I did to that go? My unless whole life. you go unless you clamp it's it a to clip. the boxers and. The no, sweatpants. you just have to tie. So it, you it, just have to tie your pants. What is it? Or it just pulls it down yeah. so everybody can see Easy. your cum gutters. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, part. Yeah. Of, that was true, part of it too. Yeah, I rock that my entire life, Abby, until I went fanny pack. And I only went fanny pack because I couldn't afford a camera, and so I had a phone and an iPod Touch to vlog on, and they pulled my pants down, so I went, <laughs> and I needed like batteries and shit and chargers, so then I went fanny pack to shove both my phones in there. I love fanny packs. I want Yeah, one. fanny packs are lit. Um, well, now they're kind of dead. No, no, not. You're dead. When, when, I no, people have, people have Lululemon fans. Yeah, packs. people with no style. No, there's like, I have a group of friends and there's three of them. Sorry, Abby's friends, all three of you with no style. Daniel, Kaylin are two of them. Sorry, yeah. you guys have no style. And then, no, there's no, no the way. Lanyard, the lanyard back. with the string, obviously, that with went the through phone. the phone. That's but what I want. But then you put that into the phone. Yep. 
holder. The yep. hip oh, that is like yeah. a chain, oh like a God. fucking no, punk rock chain. Oh my, I have. Said you can rock both. You could put it on the. Dude, hip this one's really good. Yeah, yeah. iPhone 13, 14, 12, standard mm. and pro models, black leather pouch. Executive, you are, executive. You're belt. a decade older than me, first can, of all. Yep. Okay. A decade um, cooler I, than you. I haven't seen anyone wear a phone hip thing, that's, but that's I have seen starts. fanny That's why I'm bringing it starts. That's how it starts. Yeah, yeah. What? How old were you in 2013? I don't know. It's too much math. Is it? 22, 15. 15. Uh, nine years ago, I'm 24, 15. That's what you just said. Okay, yeah. I was wearing a fanny pack. Yeah. I mean, everyone's still wearing fanny packs. I know. They're behind. We got. Uh, you said they're dying. How many, how you many said these, they were they dead. Are there. How they're many not the, dying. How many of these motherfuckers got mullets now? I don't need to cut mine. I don't know. Buzz cut. I don't know. Two. <laughs> I don't know many people with... No, oh, everyone on the internet's got a mullet. Weez has. They're like trying. They're doing weird mullets. I had a mullet in 2016. Yeah, they're, so they're I'm not, gonna bring this leather. Committing. Watch, I'm gonna whip out this leather f- pack and just let's see what happens in the next 10 years. Dude, okay. I really miss those right. leather. F- yeah, I I this one's that. good. This is only 20 bucks. I Expect an unboxing back. review of this coming. Oh in damn, January. this was 40 bucks. The I, fuck's going on? Might be good. I can see it coming back. Quality might be good quality. Yeah. I don't oh, know about girls. Like I don't know. What if we came out with the three SB? Three sick, dude. That would actually go crazy. Um, no, because ladies have purses, so like yeah. you could rock this, but that's some like like basketball girls would rock this, not like a yeah. You know, I remember those days. Interesting. Yeah, these are sick, and they really are convenient. Well, to wrap things up, I just want to throw one more thing out here. This is kind of a, a kind of a huh that happened um, yesterday. I was talking to um, my friend Tanner from Massonomics about the Arnold, and he was saying that um, there are not many vendors in the expo, like. It sounds sad. Really, not very many. And then, what's the story of of the Arnold Expo? Yeah, that it used to be the most crammed person place that I've ever been in in mm-hmm. my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like almost to the point that it was difficult to breathe if you got caught in the in the crowd. All it was like test. being in, in weight. Oh, that too. So what's <laughs> well, going on? I don't, I don't know, know. because because uh, I was talking to Jim about it too. Like I had a bunch of homies at the Olympia, and I'm trying to get a report back to see compare it to like a 2017 Olympia. Because via Instagram, you can never really tell, yeah. right. but it looked bumping. Um, and the crazier thing with the Olympia, I noticed, and maybe I don't think this is our bias, but obviously we're powerlifters. But all of us follow bodybuilding, right? We had you could probably go through the every podcast we've ever done, and you could probably go 50 50 with bodybuilders and powerlifters that we've interviewed, right? Maybe not 50-50, but I bet you it's pretty close with the Eric Helms and the Mike Isritels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, Stan Efferding. It's really close. So, like, it has its Brandon Curry was one of the first guests on the first He just won, right? Uh, No, he was second. Fourth. No way. They had him winning. He won last year. Yeah, Brandon Curry's an OG homie. Um, Anyways, point is that we're we're a foot in there, although none of us are bodybuilders. Um, It seemed like the show itself at the Olympia was a hundred times what it used to be. For the bodybuilding. Really? And then the expo seemed also back to what it was, 2017. Yeah, like the amount of people I follow on Instagram that used to go to the show were very, very few. You know, it was like people that were presenting or Mm. like pure competitors, where this year every person I know was at the night show of the bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. Which is rare. Like, we've never been. No. Uh, close a couple times. Yeah, I've got invited on. once, I think, and I said, nah. <laughs> and then I got invited to the Arnold one, and I said, nah. I'm just too tired after booth life. But uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> but, like, we almost went to Jay Cutler's uh, uh, after party one year um, with Ed Cohn, and uh, none of us were appropriately dressed, so we couldn't get in. 
Mm. Yeah, you didn't have your birthday suit at all. No, well, we didn't. We didn't have uh, hard soled shoes or collared shirts. Yeah, so. not a one of us. They, uh, yeah. So I do wonder what what what's happening with expos um, in general because uh, a lot of people think they're dying, but I don't know. I think yeah, that the, the obviously we, the look of the Arnold looks weird, but who knows? Those might fill out too. Yeah, yeah but, but this is late, though. It is. It might, but it's late. It is. It's like, hey, well, why don't you guys come? And it's like, no, that would take. We should. We would have to thought, think about that six months ago yeah. if we were going to do it. I'm um, kind of sad because it's my first one. Nah, so well, the, the, the power the competition of the thing should be fine. Yeah, it's separate. It's well, the expo. But also, like, I can't even figure out how to get in. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, it's separate. I think bodybuilding, like the reason why you guys, even you guys, do like fifty fifty, and like everyone, regardless of what you do. Uh, bodybuilding because bodybuilding is so it's like the godfather of like it all because it's all encompassing yeah like even if you're a power lifter generally speaking unless you're just tubby like and you don't <laughs> right. care at Speak all for yourself yeah. like if you don't skinny, care at all skinny man yeah because yeah. a lot of people no i mean like they're tubby because they don't give a shit right, about right, yeah, like yeah, yeah, how yeah. they look at all which is like yeah to each their yeah. own i mean it's just some Whatever. people love that shit mm-hmm. um i think because there's a role to be played there for bodybuilding. Like even like powerlifter guys that are in here, they're trying to look good too. For sure. Like, yeah. They're, yeah, they're all getting curls. They're pumps. all. They're all our they, dudes are shirtless in the summer. That's right? what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. like because they care about yeah. that. Obviously, they still want to be attractive to the opposite gender. Well, you know look what I mean? at generally. Look at the uh, top three or, or the same or gender. Someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or someone. They, they, anyway, like, someone. That's where it comes into play. For yeah. Sure. If you look at like the top three, and I'm probably skipping over some, right? Like you can say you're a Phil Heath fan or whatever. But if you're looking at the top three like iconic ass bodybuilders in the in the last hundred years, you got Arnold, mm-hmm. probably got Ronnie, yeah. and you probably got Seabum. Yeah, and yeah. Um, all three of those lift like powerlifters. Mm-hmm. Arnold was bench pressing; he was deadlifting; he was squatting. Ronnie clearly powerlifted like a psycho. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Seabum. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what Seabum does anymore. But there, he I, deadlifts heavy. I've but seen the him. first time yeah, I, yeah. I started following, him, he was pulling five eighty five for a bunch of reps. Like he trains like a psycho, yeah. and I don't know if he benches or squats necessarily. But I've seen him. I've seen him squat five hundred for a bunch, and I've seen him even on like. Lifting heavy to me just means like going crazy, right? Like he's on the hammer strength and he's loading as many plates as he fucking can. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing a hard ass set of eight. You know, like yeah. that's much different than some 90s bodybuilding where like this dude weighs 400 pounds. He's got 225 on and he's feeling his pecs. You know, yeah. like I'm surprised. Yeah. Ain't nobody stoked on that. Yeah. That's not the fun YouTube I'm trying yeah. to. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. when I'm, um, when I see bodybuilders like do compound work, especially like I don't know if I would barbell bench if I didn't care about it. Like, for powerlifting, you know, or I wouldn't yeah, recommend it, it to th- someone. If he makes big old titties, you are. But it does. not you, but a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gives me negative, negative titties. That's what we're doing incline only now. Yeah, me and Kyler bodybuilding. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, I have you know not who I seen you. and Muay Thai. Yeah, we inclined yesterday. You can't mm. tell. I did three sets. You know who I think <laughs> had like could have blown, uh, not necessarily blown Seabum out of the water, but like even had like striations like uh, Arnold one. and uh, Von Moger. Yeah, Mogger's yeah. crazy. But he had that, I mean, I don't, it sucks because he got injured and then got addicted to yeah. some stuff, right? It just sucks, man. Mogger and uh, Bradley Martin. I mean, Bradley Martin's the first C-bum. No, he's jacked. Yeah. yeah. And Bradley just hasn't competed in years, that's all. What is yeah. he doing? See, creating Everything. content like a tornado storm. Yeah, yeah, Bradley's killing the game. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. killing the game. Yeah, Shout he's out to on every podcast I turn on on yeah. TikTok, dude. Every one Shout of them. Shout out to Bradley. What? Dude. I feel yeah. like I haven't yeah. seen his face. Like, I don't even know what uh, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, podcast. He's podcast his tits oh, off. Shit. Yeah, Brad's killing it, man. I, I think I was in like one of Brad's first like five YouTube videos. Mm. He was just with like Andrew Tate doing some videos and shit. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Top, top G. I don't know these people. You know the yeah. top G. I mean, that guy's the most famous guy on the internet right now. Really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Probably top G. Everyone's talking about him. Who 
who's top G? Is that him? That's, that's him. Yeah. What, is that his nickname? Well, that's, that's a philosophy that I follow, but he's also a top G. <laughs> uh, you could be a top G. What is that? Well, I'll teach you. You'll figure it out. Okay. So the Olympia winners were, were were not people that I had heard of until we got down to Brandon Curry. Uh, Heidi Chapon, Derek Lunsford, Nick Walker. Nick Walker was a, is a fan favorite. I know Sean Clarita won. Shout out to him. He's a he's an OG homie that I met at the Arnold fucking ten years ago. Bro, Sean Clarita won the two twelves. Um, yeah, I'm not sure on the lady side. There are a lot of new ones. Yeah, because the, the sport on the lady side has changed more drastically. I feel mm. like over the last ten years than the guys. So like some of these girls are coming out of nowhere. Like I don't know any of their names anymore. Yeah. I might be up there too. You could probably get what wellness walk around like a centaur. <laughs> There was what some, there was some like conspiracy going on with like one of them, like that she actually got implants or something like that. Uh, no, I think there's a lot of uh, wellness glute. Yeah, I don't want like accusations, that out there, but like yeah, yeah I've no. heard about that. Yeah, I, it just did the proportions didn't make. Yeah, sense. or like or like there's yeah. like no indents. You know, yeah, your ass is yeah, looking yeah. Like, it's just like, like a smooth, yeah, yeah, yeah. smooth dough back yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. like a Hawaiian roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's yeah. A, a big article top of, top of a croissant for yeah. fucking Pillsbury. Where's the striations? Yeah, everything else is just shredded. Dude, some I did see some pictures because you know like the glute tie-ins like the joke for every girl to show their ass on instagram and glute tie-in does matter a lot in wellness i saw the champ i don't i don't even know her name but it, it literally does look like someone sculpted it like her ass is like a different piece of a puzzle that gets shoved amongst her hamstrings that's the one picture i saw uh but I th- no i think she's the champ i don't think they accused her i might be wrong but it looks fucking crazy like yeah, the leanest yeah, yeah. ass i've ever seen yeah it's not a bomb that dude had a fucking but, and spicy it had, like, ass size, too. though too no girthy ass. it wasn't like just fl- like no yeah it, it was, was like, like the surprised. top of a, two top of two football helmets that, that's what it looked like literally <laughs> two <laughs> helmets on her yeah. on her backside her name no just look up a wellness 2022 olympia champ her, her quads looked insane all of it. Like, yeah, yeah their legs are crazy crazy i was like holy shit I don't know who. Yeah, I, I, does what's her name still compete? Uh, uh, Iris Kyler or what? what what's no, her I name? think um, we met Iris. Uh, I think ladies bodybuilding is not a thing. What's Miss Olympia? Yeah, probably say Miss Olympia a uh, wellness. What's wellness? Wellness is um, the highest level of muscularity in women's competitions above figure um, that heavily biases lower body and glutes. Oh, I was pretty well spoken, huh? There it's you like go. The actual. Uh, it's probably close. Okay, okay. It's probably close because the sports always like vary. You know, like why don't they care as much about upper? Um, I think probably heck? just because ladies can't get as much upper, yeah. and also because they got rid of. Yeah, she won. Oh. She won, right? I don't she, know. Type in her ass. <laughs> What's her name? Let's get a close up of that. Her ass is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Out of this I just world. pulled up the first photo. I feel like that's in the in the context is totally fine to say for this situation, no, dude. It's, it's their art. Stage yeah, it's it. art. Francie, hey girl, show me your ass. Yeah. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, look at that. I don't know if that's the picture, but that's crazy. She's like honey baked hams. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. This is not weird at all for me. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, it looks like two pieces of like. Uh, like garlic coming out of the side. No, that's know? the tri-tip. Yeah, that's the tri-tip <laughs> back there. So if you, if you want to delve into the uh, controversies surrounding bodybuilding, particularly women's bodybuilding, there's an article in uh, Washington Post from last week um, indicting some of the coaches for pushing their um, their athletes too far, particularly with diuretics, but like also oh, everything. Yeah. yeah, insulin. You just yeah. never know what's happening. It's crazy. It sucks because, like, I mean, once you get to a um, certain 
body fat percentage that's below what is normal for your body to function like horm- like your hormones mm-hmm. will stop working yeah. females will stop having like their menstrual cycle mm-hmm. because Potential no yeah. kids and stuff and, like and, that yeah, yeah and like even runners too like um female runners who have a, like very low fo- uh, body fat percentage your body starts to like well we're not going to like what is it the period is is just lighting your uterus getting ready for a potential like baby right so your body's like we're not going to do that like because you don't have enough resource in your body you're not healthy enough to even like house a baby in your uterus so we're just not going to do this yeah Yeah. which is crazy we had eric helms on talking about how like when he gets really 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 dry for a show it's like no sex drive at all like totally no morning wood that's what happened with david so that's not even that bad, dude. Eric, uh, I've talked to Eric it could get bad. in prep. Uh, he doesn't sleep. Yeah. And he, this he'd is be a waking natural up, bodybuilder. Yeah, he'd this be waking up at 2 a.m. Insomnia? No, just like your body is yeah, scared. No growing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's just like waking up. I was like, what do you do? He's like, dude, I just uh, kind of meditate so I can doze off again. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, these are like ex- pushing your bodies to the extremes. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. That's like natural too. Yeah, yeah. he's not I, taking anything. Yeah, nothing. I feel like it's worse. It's definitely worse because you're, you're living that life for weeks at months or whatever mm. with powerlifting like we don't go through things like that no right? no powerlifting is yeah. very like about your session like yeah nutrition and sleep matter but not even close to yeah what we're not suffering yeah. like yeah, for i think there's the something day. up top that's a little different in bodybuilders yeah. for sure that are like that. yeah like it's not a bad way or a good way no, they're just definitely some they're like i want this so bad i'll die for yeah it. they like the yeah, test yeah. i think i yeah, think the majority yeah. of people is that they they they, they grind off the test mm-hmm. it's unhealthy not testosterone but like in the extremes it's unhealthy yeah for sure then it goes back to like how far do you want to push your body or how far can the human body go i think that's what they like yeah well i think a lead on everything's probably unhealthy yeah you know like it's not healthy necessarily for lebron james not to be around his kids every day because he's got to work out for eight hours straight either Uh you know what i mean like it's a different extreme but there's extremes everywhere like mental strength yeah he's lifting in the morning then he's shooting then he's doing cardio then he's got a hot bath and then he's got to play a game Mm -hmm. he's got to get on an airplane and do the same thing slamming chicken nuggies for for bodybuilding and physique and all that stuff it's like your body's fighting to stay alive like no, to, yeah, you're going to function it's, properly. It's, it's I think all those things yeah, are, yeah. But yeah. you couldn't like. How do you physically perform well at that state? You're you're performing like um, by posing and showing, you know, that stuff. But in a physical sense, no, like, they die. Like, yeah, how do you? No, they're not doing good. No, they can't do anything. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same with other stuff, Crazy. though, right? Like any extreme, you get so specific to what you're doing. An ultra marathon runner. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. like you were climbing Everest or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. just so you're specific your to what behind. you're doing. Same with powerlifters, though, too, right? Like you, you're younger and you're like in a different weight class. But like if you're so specific to powerlifting and then you got to run away from a dog you're ripping a fucking hamstring Mm -hmm. you know like that's unhealthy too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any any elite level of anything you're any extremes probably going to throw you into a not healthy situation yeah yeah i just just true can't imagine video game player like pro gamers yeah they don't move yeah they just eat cheetos all day day. they're they're eating hot pockets like you hear streamers talk about ordering doordash all the time and choosing foods that are easy to eat on stream they have no consciousness of does this have protein does Mm -hmm. this have vegetables like oh a burrito is hard to eat on stream so i'll do chicken nuggies because they're gonna eat it with a fork yeah yeah (laughs) it's crazy literally because then their hands will get sticky and it's their job to not be have sticky fingies yeah yeah yeah, because it's like if they have to shut down stream or whatever, yeah, I mean, they lose potentially money. losing thousands. To get somebody of just to feed them, you know, like uh, some dudes be having their wives do that. Yeah, that's no, how. I, sure. That's what I blame my uh, uh, failing Twitch career on is not having a wifey to feed me. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. Yeah. I can just see you sitting in a high chair with it, like controller Love or whatever, that. and someone's like, yeah, wiping your mouth. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Nick. Nick's who everybody says I look like. Yeah, I've chatted with him a couple times. Nick's a meathead, but Nick's wife will be eating a mid game or feeding a mid game. Eating him mid game. Hey, you're gross. That's gross that takes some That's concentration. Disgusting. Gosh, on that note, Avi. No wife and no bedpan. He can't have a streaming career. 
Yeah, I need a bed <laughs> for sure. Or like the NASCAR, yeah, yeah, the NASCAR yeah, yeah. bags. Just cut a hole in the chair. A catheter, oh, right. and yeah, like a yeah. shit bag. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's that, when you're a gamer. Okay, yeah, it's, not get, it's not serious. It's not going to get any better from here. You don't know the uh, guy. <laughs> Eating him. <laughs> uh, all right, Avi, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram at avi.lu. Um, yeah. How do you spell it? A-V-I dot L-I-E-U. L-O-U. L-I-E-U. Why are you, um, you doing that? You can find me at kyle.castro with like two O's. Yeah, I think it's third, two. Third Street Barbell. And then third Street BB. Third Street BB. We changed, sorry, we changed our Instagram. It's Third we made Street a new one. spelled out. We made a new one. BB and yes, and the clothing line is Good Company 3SB on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, and brand new Twitter. episode every uh, Wednesday and Friday, 3SB.co. Uh, join the Discord, join the conversation, 50%facts.com to find the Discord. Um, I'm selling like everywhere you want to find me and uh, very happy holidays to those folks out there. I am at the Jim McD on all the social media. This show is 50% facts where percent is a word and 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the Obscure Celebrity Network. And we'll talk to you next time.